welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dee Hollander. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime Ned Schneebly. Ah. ah. Here to teach us how to rock, baby. Spell yeah. S-C-H Schneebly. That's Mr. It. S. Mr. S. You call me Mr. S. Love Jack Black. Anybody else love Jack Black? I love Jack Black. You know He's who else I love? Neat. Bowser. <laughs> I love Bowser. <laughs> right. What, and why I wanted Jack to Black. get in your way? We knew that uh, <laughs> that bulldozer was coming. <laughs> Surprise! That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the cast of the Mario movie that was announced at the Nintendo Direct on September twenty third, twenty twenty one. Honestly, it's Japanese. It's animation. It, it's, it's anime. It's baby. close. Hey. <laughs> God, that direct was like goddamn fever dream. Every <laughs> with every actor that appeared on my screen i screamed louder i was like you're kidding me what every reaction aggressively uh more thrilled screams i assume um some were like (laughs) well some (laughs) like keegan michael key as toad all right wild wild pick fred armison as cranky kong honestly i'm more surprised that cranky kong's confirmed for the movie what the fuck's he doing in that movie (laughs) Of all the Mario characters, we were just begging for a cranky cop. <laughs> Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek? Kamek will talk in the movie? Why? Incredible. I have to I, I have mean, to put I out argue with that. <laughs> I have to put out my manifesto everywhere. Danny DeVito has to be Wario and Steve Buscemi has to be Waluigi. If at least Danny DeVito doesn't play Wario, I will lose my marbles. <laughs> like it's the only way they can salvage their poor choices uh in other regards at this point yeah um i have yet to see a single take the, we're talking about the internet i have yet <laughs> to see a single take that's like yeah chris pratt okay like even neutral uh, i have yet to see that i've only seen why why i think friend of the show brian has been the only one who's been like, yeah, I'm ready for this. But but it's not like, this was a good choice. His angle's more like, this is going to be either really good, like surprisingly good, like the Lego movie, or it's going to be another Mario movie that's an absolute train wreck. And there's no in-between. I was like, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> excited either way. I love <laughs> watching people's react to it because it's, it's their mind breaking with Mario, and then them being a little more confused with Peach. And then collectively, everyone gets to Luigi and goes, yeah, I like Charlie Day. That's good. And, and then we get to Bowser, where everyone is just shocked, but not necessarily disappointed. And then we get to Donkey Kong, and everyone breaks. <laughs> Their soul <laughs> oh shatters. Because they're not prepared for Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I loved I mean, that Brian. Like, in my mind, it makes sense. I'm like, okay. I, I, like, I yeah, kind of get it too. I would go that direction unprompted, but now that I see it, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Brian was saying on his stream that he thinks they're going to have him say, you may smack it once. No, they But will I feel not. like that <laughs> meme is too obscure yeah. to end up <laughs> in an Illumination film. Nintendo's <laughs> not going to back a Donkey Kong thick ass, all cheeked up <laughs> meme. Like, from the <laughs> 90s animated shit? They're not doing that. Well, if Everyone Donkey Kong doesn't have a thick ass, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Donkey Kong with the retractable teeth. 
Because depending on the games, he'll smile and not have teeth or Ugh. will have teeth. It's upsetting. Also, I, <laughs> I, if, if uh, Bowser Jr. is in it, I always forget her name, but the woman who plays Bobby Hill should play oh, Bowser Jr. Um, because in my mind, Bowser and Bowser Jr. are Hank Hill and Bobby Hill. Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong are Homer Simpson and Bart Simpson. <laughs> I'm right. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. God. it's in my head. Anyway, now. <laughs> I sell Koopa and Koopa accessories. <laughs> okay, we okay. should probably what? talk no. about anime now. <laughs> Sorry, we just like we couldn't not address that. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so why why the School of Rock intro uh, besides talking about Jack Black? Uh, God, that felt like an eon ago. <laughs> um, oh, it's my show. Why? I yeah. always try to throw it to someone else. God damn it. Uh, why? Here's the answer. Me? Um, yeah, we're uh, we're watching a, sh- a show by Rock. Uh, this was a recommendation from Ribbon Quest. Um, it... Definitely wasn't picked at random at the end of last episode, but Mm-mm. now having time, because uh, I did uh, in- intensely Google it before, uh, this is a, a musical isekai. Yeah. Oh. One of our... Uh, it's... Made by Sanrio, so... Oh! Yeah, get that Hello Kitty vibe to it. Didn't know that. That makes sense. It's another mm. one of our favorites, mobile game made into a anime. <laughs> Yeah, because the only thing I know about this is that wildly expensive statue, which now makes sense, because I'm like, how does this show have this much merch power behind them? Sanrio, that, that's why. Mm. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah this popped up in our uh, super expensive anime figures, and the main character was like a uh, like $6,000 figure. So oh uh, uh, we know it from its reputation of being stupidly expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh have either of you heard anything about this otherwise? Nope, just that. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. All right, fantastic. Well, <laughs> we know nothing about it. We already did a long Mario riff. Let's get right into it. As is tradition, go. we talked about Mario. <laughs> uh, let's go. Oh, no. Oh, my mama mia. <laughs> I'm into post four kids core. Like you can really tell the '90s influence on these vocals. Uh, it's just so indie. I don't think you've heard of it. I hate the words post four kid core. <laughs> and this is someone who wanted to drag you both back into four kids fun. Boo! <laughs> hey, well, we get a little taste here. Uh, it's a little bit. So yeah. Shall we get into it? Oh, yeah, okay. let's talk about it. Haha. Uh, so, uh, episode one, we start out, we're introduced to our main character, Cyan. I think she has a different human name here. Who cares? It's Cyan. <laughs> so, that uh, is her real she... human name. God damn it, Christian, Christian okay. name. <laughs> okay, God-fearing I thought name. I heard I uh, had to take notes in a different setup as normal this week. So I thought I missed her regular name. And then Cyan was like, her character name, but we'll get there. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's Cyan. <laughs> cool. Um, so she wants to join the school's band club. 
It's not the school band, but you know, uh, clubs. She uh, wants to join the KO and everything. Club. Yeah. Um, so it's the middle of the year, but she is too goddamn shy. She <laughs> so missed the shy. initial signups and she waited a whole half year. And she's standing outside the door, and she's like, "Oh, is it so weird? I'm so awkward, and I uh, I can't bother them in the middle of the song. I gotta just..." Uh. And she freaks out. Um, we get a really fun like opening credit sequence here, uh, where like as she's standing outside the band room door, the band inside starts playing the song, and then it cuts into that being the opening credit song. Yeah, and I think. This is one of the few times we see an anime where, like, the opening, in context, works with the plot of what's actually happening in the show. Yeah. Um, so she's singing along, but then as the song ends, uh, she was singing along in the hallway in front of other people. Oh, no. She w- has been seen by humans in the <laughs> world. Uh, she has to get out of there. Very relatable. Um so uh, she leaves, and that night is at home, playing guitar, all sad. And she's like, oh, I said I would do it today, but I guess I'll work up the courage to join the band tomorrow. Oh, uh, shucks. Oh, beans. Uh, uh, obviously, it'll be easier the more they see me lingering outside their door, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so she decides to play this rhythm game on her phone. And, ah, oh, she unlocks a cool new uh, Strawberry Heart guitar. Ah, oh, sick, cool in-game collectibles. But we see a spooky demon flash on the screen. Oh, no. <gasps> and it sucks her into the game. Oh, no. And she's naked. Oh, no, Sanrio, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> I trusted you. <laughs> you know, when I looked this up ahead of time, I did see it said it was a mobile game, but I... Wasn't expecting this. This is. I was <laughs> expecting her to join the high school music club. So I was kind of like, huh? Yeah, what? I, I'll. Yeah, surprise. This is a point where I've just abandoned ship of like, I don't know what's happening anymore. I've given up entirely on it. <laughs> trying to understand the show. I'm like, let's just go. Let's just go on this ride because it's gone from me. Just crash over me. I'll, I'll take it as it comes. Uh, <laughs> So she flies into a magical music city. This is Midi City. <laughs> nice. Uh, and she crashes into a furry concert. Yep. Everyone has a fursona when they play music. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> they at least are Sanrio like chibi cute little models. And not overly sexy, which is nice, because this is a very uh, kid-focused show, mm. uh, hence, like, the four kids vibes. This has, like, a very, like, six, seven-year-old max uh, age target demographic. Yeah, like um, a glitter force. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, okay. uh, gonna, Sorry, I was going to say, uh, knowing it's Sanrio now, in hindsight, makes sense when it's, like, the CG moments where they all look like furry, Funko Pop furries. I was like, ah, now I have actual context for why they look like that. Yeah, they when they perform, it goes from standard 2D animation into 3D uh, CGI. Uh, so it is like, oh, we're in a new world. Everything's going to be different. But then they only use it some of the time, so it's a little confusing. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so 
Uh, she crashes into this concert where this very popular boy band is playing. Um, did I get the band's name? No. No. I didn't uh, get so. any of the band's names. Yeah, I got the main band, which we'll mm-hmm. get to in a moment. But um, they uh, play, uh, and she immediately falls in love with the lead singer uh, because he's such a dreamboat. Um, and she's like, oh, this is a weird dream, but I'm going with it. Ah, don't question it. Uh, so the song ends and the band's talking about, yeah, rainbows and peace. This is a band <laughs> for a six-year-old audience. It's all garbage, garbage nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but as they're talking about peace and sprinkles and rainbows, uh, the world shatters. And a giant skeleton ogre attacks the city. Oh, no. Hell yeah. All right. I'm on board. So, um, the world, like, shifts and changes. They get put into the battle arena version of the city um, where only uh, the people with musical skills can be in this area. (gasps) But why is Cyan also in here? Oh, (gasps) she's just a fan, right? Right. Um. So the boy band, you know, everyone has to have a side hustle. And, <laughs> and you're also the monster fighters of the city. You know, uh-huh. you got to pay the bills somehow. Yeah. Um, so they're like, yeah, time to fight this ogre. I just uh, played a six solo. Now I can punch a skeleton. Hell yeah. Anime rules. Um, <laughs> so they start to fight. And then they... Uh, you know, standard, uh, uh, very kitty anime. They have to shout out, "Oh no! If the monster tags you, it'll drain all your energy." Uh, we're just playing tag, right? It's not actual real conflict. Don't worry, kids. <laughs> uh, but they have a melodium stone. They're they're like musical power gem core. Uh, uh, gem that- core is also another genre. Yes, true. Jim and the holograms and stuff. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so they uh, they start fighting, and uh, one of them gets caught up in an energy ball, and their melodium stone gets like sucked out, and all the other band members try to jump in to be like, "Hey, stop it!" <laughs> you also stop get caught. that, hey, you big bully. Uh, but they also get caught in energy balls, and as they're about to get killed, uh, just mm-hmm. the uh, <laughs> a very beautiful opening line that's like solidifies it as four kids core uh, is, uh, remember that strawberry heart guitar she unlocked in the game? Well, it appears to her and says, let's get rocking, baby. <laughs> See, this guitar is played by Jack Black. <laughs> We've circled back. It uh, it was at this point I wrote down the guitar is talking, and I genuinely have no fucking idea what's happening right now. <laughs> it's fine. Don't think about it too hard, because uh. uh, she just starts, you know, shredding on this talking guitar. Uh, who's like, yeah, play me to take out that skeleton monster, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. She does. Uh, She starts shredding everyone. There's just a bunch of bystanders watching, and they're like, who is this girl? Who is this rock icon? And uh, uh, frees the band and destroys the monster. 
so this whole time she was in her CG like character furry version, uh, which is like a little like raccoony like tanuki like made thing. I think it's she's a cat. A cat. Or is, yeah. is she a cat? I, yeah. Got gothic Lolita made cat. Cool. Of yeah. course. Yeah, it just hits all of the tropes. Mm-hmm. So uh, after this fight, it goes back into standard 2D animation. So she turns into a hybrid form of her human body and this chibi cat girl. So she's more regular furry now. <laughs> <laughs> she's the um, anime furry we're used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after the fight, a bunch of people run up to her like, oh, that was amazing. And the first one that comes up is a talking Eggman. <laughs> nice. <sighs> I I really like this little Eggman. And then he started talking and I didn't like him anymore. Aww. Yeah. Design? Good. Perfect. Good design. Exactly what you want from four kids. You yeah. know this isn't. <laughs> this is what you want uh, but as he starts talking, she is like, oh, you're an egg? And then he just does a really long extended riff. <laughs> it's like you told a very uh, uh, cheap Robin Williams impersonation. <laughs> hey, egg. Your prompt is egg. And he egg. just tries to go into a Robin Williams riff on eggs, but it just is weird and doesn't work. Mm. So It felt like bo 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 Like we're best style, which is like really intense and changing every reaction shot. And it's like, I didn't need this. I didn't need this in the show. Yeah, he starts out being like, how dare you call me an egg? But then just, it turns into him being like, yep, I'm an egg. I'm an egg, all right. And it's like, uh, uh, okay, that's, What's this happening? just doesn't work. All right. Pick a lane. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is Maple. He is the president of BRR, a record label. Uh, I forgot what it stands for. Big Rock and Records, something very simple. That might that, be close right. enough. I don't know. Close enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might as well be. Um, well, he's like, "Hey, kid, I gotta sign you to my label because you're so amazing." Uh, it is two bands, <laughs> so <laughs> you know you can trust me to be great with music. Um, so we see. Uh, the other two bands that uh, he represents, one is a girl group called Plasmagica. Great. Love <laughs> it. Um, did I get these other members' names? Are they even introduced in this episode? I cannot remember. So <laughs> They're color-coded, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they uh, meet this new group, and they're about to pile into the beat-up record label van. But just then, a giant stretch limo crashes into it. And, <laughs> oh, it's the boy band from before. I and hate to like, admit this. That did make me laugh. <laughs> yes, that was a nice moment. <laughs> uh, uh, they uh, are in the back of the limo, and they're like, Oh, my God, you saved our lives with your amazing rock. You should join our big record label and Eggman is like back off you fucking poachers I'll kill you I will skin you alive <laughs> uh, so he's been real different ever since Sonic yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they get into the van which is now this is the laugh moment for me they get into the van and the back is just like destroyed the bumpers mm -hmm. like dragging on the road uh, and uh, they get in and they go back to the headquarters which is you know 
a building, your standard building that has, you know, dormitories, a cafe on the first floor, a band practice space, your run-of-the-mill buildings. Yeah, um, all those yeah. all those normal things that it definitely lo- definitely looks like it has room for. This mm-hmm. vertical integration record company is real skeezy to me. Don't you shouldn't <laughs> own everything the band does. That's Yeah, this is a bad. cult. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, they get back to the headquarters, and we meet Brendan's favorite character, uh, <laughs> the secretary-slash-band-manager, Angelica, who's just a big milf with an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> My note is, I feel targeted, and I'm waiting for someone to call me out. Sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> Could not. Um, so, uh, they get there, and... Uh, they're like, all right, we're going to rocket you to stardom. And Cyan is like, oh, well, I just want to play. I, I, I don't know. I've never been in a band. I don't get Um, and, uh, they're like, who cares? It's fine. We have two bands, as you can imagine. That's not a lot. So we're taking <laughs> doing great. anyone we can get. Uh, but Plasmagica, the girl group is like, hey, you should join us. You should play with us. Uh, and uh, Cyan is like, oh, shit. You know, this is real weird. I got sucked into a magical world. Not going to focus on that. I got invited to join a band. The one thing I wanted in this world. Who cares if I'm in a coma or whatever? <laughs> um, so now that she's a part of the band, we see, ooh, the rival. The rivals. Ooh, the big record label. We see this uh, Resident Evil Mr. X looking dude uh, just (laughs) lingering and uh, he's talking to someone in a studio and he's like, oh, you aren't leaving that room until you finish your contractually obligated album. Uh, You're going to give us an album a year or you're going to die and pay us all that money back. So get to it. Uh, and this is uh, Unicorn Virtual Music, uh, the big evil company. Boo. Uh, it's the one that sucked her into the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the bad guy. Uh, and he says that he's found a musician that will help complete the album, but he just hasn't gotten to her yet. Ooh, who could that be? Hmm. Uh, I'm guessing it's Eggman. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He's an amazing uh, harpsichord player. <laughs> Uh, so back at the, uh, BRRHQ, uh, uh, the band is gonna jam, but, oh no, a challenger approaches, and that's where we end episode one. Oh boy. Here we go. So, at the beginning of episode two, we got some boy band singing, some, like, angsty cool boy boy band. I did get all of their names. You guys went above and beyond than I did. <laughs> I didn't get, uh, I the didn't band get name, anyone else's name. <laughs> the band's name is Crimson something. But for they all say their names very clearly. So I was just like, I guess I'll write them down. But anyway. Um, then we get like the actual opening, which I don't even remember if it was the same song as the first episode. Was it? It was. Yeah. Okay. It's different though. I liked the first one better. Yeah. Yeah. The first one was like a music video slash daydream. This is like standard anime opening still a catchy song but mm-hmm. go, but it goes to what you expected yeah um so the boy band is arguing as they tend to do a lot with each other the uh leader boy crow uh is 
yelling at the others. He threatens to destroy the other two, other two, Ion and Yaiba. And they're like, yeah, sure, let's fight. And one of them, I think it's, I don't know. One of them is always like, I'm a god. And I'm like, hello? <laughs> Whoops. Um, he's, he's the leader of the cult. We just don't know it yet. He's the one that's like, I'm god. Follow me. Um, yeah, it was hard to tell if it was like, hey, is this you being an egotistical musician thing? Or you're actually a god because this is a magical world thing. Yeah. You do suck. I don't believe the second one. But <laughs> I, I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> um, so they're like powering up to fight. It's stupid. And then Rom, he comes in and he stops them from fighting. He's like, you guys shouldn't fight. We're supposed to make history together. And then they all start crying and they're like, oh my God, you're so right, Rom. And that uh, is just him. That's just what they do. <laughs> I like that they all listen to Rom because he's the only one with a job. Yeah. He's the only one with stable income. Um, so, Crow calls Cyan random cattle, because that's what he calls their fans. That's like, his groupies. Gimmick. It's like, bruh, you probably don't have any fans if that's what you call them. Mm-hmm. Um, the other girls are like, she's not just one of your fans. Um, they all stand up for her. Pink, purple, and yellow. <laughs> um, Crow gets mad about milk. Talking about his parents being dairy farmers. I don't know. This I this is incomprehensible. Um, <laughs> he's a lot. They're all a lot. We have um, a lot of attention for these boys that aren't the main characters. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. Um so we get some shots of the city and then we like cut to right after their jam session and they're like, Oh my god, that went so well, we vibe so good. Um Yellow tells Cyan that she shouldn't hold back. And Cyan is like, I didn't know what to do because I've never played with anybody. Um, And then she's going on about how happy she is. And then her stomach growls. So they're like, okay, time for dinner. And that's when we find out that there's a cafe downstairs that they all go to after rehearsals. Feels Um, like a scam. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can only spend your company money here. This is a work town. Yeah. (laughs) Bezos. (laughs) Um, Eggman is down there. He's drunk. He's yelling about making music. Uh, the girls come in. The boy band is there too. They see an ad on the TV that that popular boy band is in. They're advertising some kind of drink. Crow gets upset. He's like, we need a catchphrase. And then they all argue again. Yeah. Yay. We haven't even heard you play music. We don't know if you fucking suck yet. (laughs) No, I can attest. They fucking suck. I don't know about their musical prowess. Yeah. Um, And Rom is just sitting in the cafe organizing receipts. And they're like, it's his full-time job. And the girls admire him for it. Um, Crow bothers him so much he punches him in the face. He's like, who cares about catchphrases in other bands? It should be about our band. And, you know, Crow falls at his feet again. Um, Eggman gets a call. The boys have a gig. They're the opening act for the big popular boy band. Um, Rom suddenly says that he's not interested, and Angelica tells him to take it, so they do. Yeah, everyone obeys her. She's got the iPad. And big tibbies. I mean, I didn't say it, but... Well, it's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) It's undeniable. Um, I was also thinking about milk this episode. (laughs) Eggman asks Cyan where she lives, and they're like, you should live here. 
Um, Red flag. And Yellow, Yellow is especially happy. Yellow seems like she has a crush on Cyan. Um, They ask her where she lived before, and she's like, I moved around a lot. And they're like, they're all thinking that they shouldn't pry because it could have been like a traumatizing thing or something for her. Um, They show her her room. It's really simple, but it'll do for now. And Yellow lets her borrow some PJs and they all say goodnight. Um, Before they walk away, she stops them like she's going to say something important. And then she just says goodnight. But it's just because she's so nervous, she can't say thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Which I feel like is wild. Um, She looks out at the city. She's like, how did this happen? And then Jack Black Guitar makes another appearance. Um... And she confides in the guitar about feeling alone. He explains that they're in Midi City and everything here is all about music. And she's like, why do I have cat ears and a tail? And he says, ah, that's your Mewmon form. <laughs> uh, I didn't know if was copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he talks about this, the rock, the stone that reacts to the audience's energy, but it can also be tainted by bad energy, too, which is just like Imadoka Magica. Good job, you guys. I was also kind of getting Code Lyoko vibes from this, like where they <laughs> fight stuff in like the CGI and stuff. Oh, I don't know, yeah. Weird. <laughs> um, you can trace the influences all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the guitar says that she was chosen to save this world. But she's got work to do. And until she figures her shit out, she can't go back to the real world. Um, And she's like, I don't know if I can do all that. And the guitar is like, you already did when you fought that weird skeleton man. Time to rock, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, wish we were exaggerating the guitar at all, but we're not. Nope. Um, And she's like, well... Okay, but I still do want to join the band at school before Golden Week, so I have to get back before then. But she'll try. She'll try to save the world. Um, And then we see her. She's taking a bath. She's in the tub singing, and the other girls hear her. And when she's out and in her room, the guitar is like, Hey, was that your song? You should play it on me. And then uh, Purple knocks on her door, and... Um, they sit and they listen to some songs that Purple wrote. Um, she asks Cyan if she writes songs and if she wrote the one she was singing in the bath. And then Pink and Yellow come to hang out too. Um, Purple says that Eggman is the one who brought them all together. Great. (laughs) Um, I just feel like I'm reading a shopping list. (laughs) (laughs) Got eggs, got (laughs) <laughs> this episode is very dry on things that happen and it is yeah. very yeah let's explain Let, uh, let's catch you up info dumpy yeah, yeah. I, I do want to point out after Cyan gets out of the bath she's in like a nightgown or something and we see the guitar blushing before it talks to her which implies the guitar if, if it isn't can get horny which Stop has it. a lot of questions for me um and then when pink and yellow come in, yellow sees Cyan in the nightgown and sees, like, a little above her knee and goes to whip out her phone. I was like, this girl is dangerously thirsty. Like, she She's is way into Cyan. She's never felt attraction before. <laughs> what is this feeling? 
But if you <laughs> see someone, you're like, I need to get pictures of this person for my personal clip. Like, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so their Wait, goal is to... if you're a furry and then you see a human for the first time, is it, like, <laughs> the same thing where you're like, oh, why, what is this skin person? Ooh. Gross. Skin person. <laughs> I'm a flesh. Um, so their goal is to perform, their, the, to be the headliner at a music festival. Cute. And they're all excited to perform together. Um, Cyan is ready to put in the work and she wants to work hard for the other girls in the band. Um, now it's time for the boys opening act. Crow is very nervous and they get called to the stage and they ask Rom to pump them up because he's, he's the only one that has any sense, I guess. (laughs) Um, the audience is upset that they're opening. Um, Crow of course calls them cattle, uh, and they hate it. Fair, Um, as they should. And then the boys are in their CGI animal forms, which honestly I kind of hate. (laughs) Um, They look like Sonic characters a little bit. They really do. Um, They sing a song. And it's a pretty alright song. Rockin', you know. Uh, And the audience likes it. Um, And now it's time for the pretty boys. After their performance, they're walking down the hallway and Blonde Boy from the the Pretty Boy Band, he says, thanks for being a great opener. Uh, And then just Rom just blows past them without saying anything. And Crow is like, we warm the audience up for you, fellas. It's like, yeah, dipshit, that's what the opener is for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Eggman is happy with their performance, and they're all still arguing about who performed better. Um, This is when Cyan finally gets the girl's attention and thanks them for being in the band. And then we see a girl spy, and she's like, that's them? whatever and that's the end of episode two it was just uh, like that verbatim <laughs> now we go on to op- episode three opens with the president egg cooking for the girls at the cafe because i guess he also works there once again big red flag don't join this band don't join this agency <laughs> um so he's cooking up like fried rice or something for the girls at the cafe talking about uh how the Bad guy rock man offered the girls a bank. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like decrypting my own notes as we go. Um, yeah, one of the, like, the bad guys that we saw in episode one. He's just like a rock person. Not like rock and roll, like literal stone. Like he's a like Eastern Island head, like but in like a business suit. Um, and he came to the president and offered them a battle of the bands competition with the girl bands. So he's representing a band of girls and they're challenging uh our girls in this band i already forgot our our name um plasmagica sure uh phantasmic like the disney uh disneyland show anyway uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh i can't remember anyone's names this isn't gonna work um they warn that he's shady he's he's up to something they don't quite trust him but they'll do it anyway because really what choice do they have they got they got no other shows um and then yellow She's like, I guess she's like the hacker one of the band. She's got like just seven computer monitors in her room and just sits there in the dark all the time. They're all for porn. Uh, I mean, I get it. That's fair. <laughs> Knowing uh, her? She's, yeah, she, oh, she's dangerously thirsty. Uh, she's looking up the other band. No, this is when they're still at the cafe. So she's on her phone. She's looking up the other band and sees that they all went to the St. Medi Private School or something. I don't know. They go to the school that's like specialized for musicians. So basically anyone who goes to that school is guaranteed to do well in the music industry. 
So they're just like, well, shit. Looks like we're in trouble because we're just the ragtag group of underdogs. Um, and they see that they're also all on the student council, which I feel like was a weird detail that doesn't pay off. <laughs> but I'm not sure if they're the overpowered student council on our bingo card, so I put it on there just in case. I'd say so. I mean... Seems like it. They're pretty big. Uh, and then we cut to that band and their student council room at school talking. And yet, yeah, sure enough, one of the girls was the girl we saw uh, spying on them last episode. And they're given a brief rundown of what they saw. And it's like, oh, I didn't see them play, but I was able to scout them out. And they, they don't seem concerning. They don't seem that bad. So we should be able to beat them. Um, and I don't know you guys. I was switching between the sub and dub with this one. Generally yeah. pretty good. But one of the girls in this band, whew, that accent <laughs> was a choice. I don't um, even remember. I'm going to be so real with you. I don't even remember. No, the, the, none of these girls in this band are memorable, uh, especially in this episode. But it's just like one of them's just kind of like got a, a real yeehaw sort of how you do Texas accent. Mm. <laughs> ah, boy. Um, cut back to band practice uh, with our girls and... Uh, Purple says that the venue that they're going to play at was the first venue she went to where she was inspired to be a musician herself. She was there seeing Graceful King perform, and that motivated her to be a musician. And I think Graceful King is the guy that was kidnapped by the unicorn record thing in episode one, because he calls uh, him correct. King. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's going to pay off later. Uh, and then after band practice, they all go back to their rooms. Cyan's room is, like, all decorated now, like, fully loaded with stuff, and it's very ornate. Uh, and she starts talking to the guitar again, and he says the battle of the bands is a real battle, and the audience decides the winner. It's like, I when I wrote this down because I thought it was going to be, like, an actual battle where they, like, fought. No, it's just actually just a battle of the bands that, you know, two bands compete, and then you vote for who the winner is, which is how all battle of the bands work. Yeah. I guess you never know in a in a world like Midi City. Yeah, I, I yeah, was expecting we, combat. We established there's musical combat in episode one, and then it never comes up again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Yellow is really worried back in her room because uh, she wanted to, she joined the band to make friends because she's not good at that. Maybe because you're so horned up and taking pictures of people, weird pervert. Um, <laughs> And we see her, she has a flashback to her meeting President Eggman. Uh, she was just walking around town one day with her bass guitar. And uh, she sees the uh, boy band that's with their record label performing a show. And then Eggman just comes up behind her like, hey, you got an instrument. Want to be in a band? It's like, what? Uh, okay. I'm fairly desperate. <laughs> yeah. He, he's like, maybe you can practice for me. But he already offered her to the position. So it's kind of like, that. wow, okay. Um, and, uh, so yeah, she joins the band because she wants to try and make friends with people, uh, but she's finding out that she's having trouble even making friends within the band itself. Meanwhile, Pink, uh, who's like a sheep and an alien, is contacting her people through, like, a space phone, so I guess that's a subplot. Sure. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> I, we're in, like, a digital music world with animal people, but then there's also aliens? It's a lot. Yeah, there's um, so much they're trying to establish here, but also nothing. Making it very boring, too. <laughs> we cut back into Purple. She's the leader of the group. You know her well. She's goth, kinda. She's like bubblegum goth. Uh, she's on her laptop looking up stuff, saying she's going to be the rock queen no matter the cost. I actually, so, I really liked in the dub that Purple kept calling 
everybody like pet names. Yeah, she says like really honey cute. and sugar. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was like one endearing thing. I was like, wow, personality. <laughs> you can give you can make them unique even by how they speak without giving them a crazy accent. Incredible. Oh, I, I love the accents. Um, and then we cut to back to uh, Cyan. She's on her bed just writing like a song for the show. She keeps trying to talk to her guitar, but he <laughs> seems to dip out at the most inconvenient times. Um, but we get like a little inner monologue with him saying like, ah, I got to leave it up to you. You know, you got to get ready for the show on your own. So I guess he's just trying not to hold her hand the whole time. So I guess he's ignoring her intentionally. I hope he turns into a real person and they fall in love. <laughs> uh, maybe. I hope so. Uh, and then we can, uh, then they have practice. But Cyan is nervous. Yeah, they have practice and Cyan goes to tell them something, but she can't because she's too nervous. Cut to the show! So we have like no downtime in between. Um, and they're doing sound check. And they go out to see the other band do their sound check first. And they get very intimidated because they're all well, well performing musicians. And they all know each other because uh, they all go to school together. So they knew each other before they were bandmates. And then we see the big uh, stone man manager come over. It's kind of bragging about their plans. Like, yeah, we got a big major record label debut planned for these girls. And I mean, it's like, oh, yeah? Well, music's not just about the money. So I mean, it's like, ah, ha, ha, money! And keeps walking. <laughs> um, so it's very Mr. clear. like Krabs is here. <laughs> basically, it's very much like the big corporate, you know, agency versus the little go-getter who's doing it because he loves music. Um, and it's kind of implied that, that that Eggman used to work with that agency. And that's why he... Uh, and then we cut to the green room, and we see Yellow as being all Debbie Downer, real negative Nancy, a real sad sack, a real fucking bummer. <laughs> uh, she's just saying, like, well, we saw them at, you know, at uh, Soundcheck. They kicked our ass there. We might as well just fucking give up and go home. And it's like, no, we're here. Wh- like, what are you talking about? And it's like, we're not close friends. They're all close friends. That by def like, by facto, makes them better at music because of the power of friendship that powers them. I was like, oh, God, it's like, sound, sounds like those white noises. So we're just like, <laughs> the emotion automatically makes it better. It's like, ugh. Um, and uh, Purple tries to reassure her, saying, like, no, it's okay. We, you know, we're still, still new. We're still learning. We can get through this. And the other's just like, no, why bother? We're terrible. It's like, oh, my God. This girl, <laughs> relax. It was... Uh, it was weird. I thought this was weird when she was just like, we're not actually friends. And I was like, what? You Excuse all me? live together and hang out all the time and seem to get along very well. What are you talking about? Yeah, it seems like it seems like she arbitrarily decided that they're not friends. It's like, I feel like everyone else is like, I, I thought we were friends. I considered <laughs> us friends. T- I thought you liked me. Yeah. Uh, you were my maid of honor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know you. You met my parents. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, they planted the seed of like the insecurity with Yellow a little earlier, and then it just explodes here. And it's like, oh, wow, okay, jeez. Uh, so she says, I'm going to fail all of you and disappoint you anyway. I might as well just leave. It's like, well, you're going to disappoint them if you just leave because they need you in the band. So you could at least try, and it'd be better than just leave. Um, and then Cyan strums a note on her guitar to get everyone's attention. She says, I got an idea. And then it cuts away before we hear what that idea is. And then uh shows the opening of the Battle of the Bands. 
and it starts with another uh, CG performance, all in the animal forms of the other band, and everyone likes it. It's it's decent. It's poppy rock. It's what you expect. Um, and then it's uh, the main girl's turn. Their band comes out once again. Magical girl transformation into the animal forms uh, that are conveniently at your local retailer that you can buy. <laughs> Sanrio. Um, and right as they start playing, we get flashbacks to them back in the green room of Cyan telling them, like, he, I got I got ideas how we can improve our performance. Let's do this all two minutes before we actually perform. Uh, and <laughs> I noticed every time she's like, oh, Yellow, you're the bassist. You can do this. And Yellow's like, oh, this? It's like, yeah. And then Purple, you're the lead singer main guitar. <laughs> you can do this. It's like, oh, this, this? It's like, yeah, that. But we don't see the guitars with their hands. So it's just them from like the waist up not doing anything, saying, like, ooh, let me do that. And it wasn't like, in the budget. Uh, also, they yeah, don't they know didn't. anything about music. Yeah, that's what it was clear of, like, I don't know what they would improve on, but let's just imply that Cyan knows what they were improving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so they change up their plan and song, like, right before going on uh, to try and make a bigger impact with it. Um, and uh, I also noticed when they're in the CGI, CGI animal forms, None of them have mouths, so I guess it's easier to animate them singing when they don't have mouths. <laughs> so it's the like localization the localization team was like, "Oh, thank God! Thank God!" <laughs> they gave us a break because uh, yeah, it zooms in on them like singing and stuff, but they don't have mouths, so they're just kind of like bobbing in front of a mic. It's kind of weird looking, um, and everyone likes their performance as well because they're good. And now it's up to the audience to decide. They're voting on the phones and in the audience and from laptops and computers. They're watching around them. Medi City, they're all tallying up the votes. And while they're doing that, everyone says that Cyan's ideas were great. Whatever they were, they they did it, I think. We don't know what those ideas were, so we can't tell the difference. <laughs> uh, and then the results come in, and the winner is the other band. It, it, it wouldn't be that inspirational if the, the underdog band just wins every time and never faces any real challenges. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Have you seen most anime? That it, <laughs> that's true. It anime it goes either way, <laughs> um, but yeah, the other band won, and of course the other band's like smug about it, like ha ha ha. We knew we'd win. We're rich, ha! <laughs> and they go off. Um, and then after the show, Cyan says like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I was too shy. I should have brought my ideas up earlier. We could have practiced some more. Uh, but if I wasn't so nervous, uh, and all of her bandmates try to reassure her, like, no, it's." fine like we did great this was a great performance and people still liked us you know we didn't get blown out of the water even though we still lost and uh cyan says like oh this is better now because since we're all bandmates we all express ourselves through music so even if i have trouble expressing myself through words i can express myself through the music to you guys it's like i I guess you could talk we live together we spend all of our time together we will have to talk sometimes Uh, they lost, but they're all pumped up to get back to practice tomorrow. And Yellow really feels like she made friends after just being an absolute drama queen. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to the countryside of this Yeehaw. magic digital musical world. Um, and it's just this like really tiny school. Like, um, fuck, what was that one anime we watched? I already forgot. Nanan Bayori. Oh yeah. It feels like the, it feels like that. It's a really small country school with like four students total. Um and yeah, so it's just these four like 
little animal characters. Like, they're in the CGI Sanrio animal forms, even though they're not performing. Um, and they're sitting around tables talking about, like, oh, man, did you see the Battle of the Bands at Midi City? Like, oh, boy, they're really great. Like, oh, man, it'd be really great to go to Midi City someday where all the music is. It's so cool. And, like, they're really leaning on these country accents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, as they're talking, like, the fourth member of their group, I guess, kicks in the door. It's like, hey, guys, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, we want to go to Mini City. And the fourth member's like, hell yeah, let's go. Anyway, uh, do you hear about this new hot-ass band that's in Mini City? They're tearing shit up. It's like, really? Who are they? And we get, like, a silhouette shot of them and the name. It's none of the bands we've seen so far. It's another <laughs> new band. What's going on? No idea. Are these four country people a band? No idea. Let's keep going. <laughs> Every episode so far has ended with, wait, and who is this other band, Cliffhanger? Who cares? They may matter, they may not. uh, Don't don't worry about it. We got merch to sell. Gotta have new characters. Uh, And that's episode Uh, three. So, are we there yet? Yeah, so, um, it's not great. (laughs) Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. While I was watching it, I was like, yeah, this is whatever. Like, the songs are cute. But through discussing it, it made me realize this truly is like a four kids show where it's just one of those things where nothing happens. Mm -hmm. One of the, you know, how I feel about those, your rape (laughs) masters and such, your Zatch Bells. We love Zatch Bell in this house. Drives me fucking crazy. (laughs) Like, this was excruciating for me. Like, I was just sitting here like, "Mm, wow, we're really making something out of nothing. (laughs) Yeah, it really is a show where they're like, yeah, we have two set pieces. Let's spread them out over three episodes. The middle, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But this is, you know, it's a show for children, so that's fine. But as an adult, it's like, ooh, <laughs> this is I didn't, not fun. I didn't realize it until you guys pointed it out that, like, yeah, it's a kid show. It's got the four kids energy. I was like, yeah, that's it. That's kind of what I was feeling the whole time. I didn't realize it. Because, um, yeah, it's there's forced uh, controversy, like with Yellow just having a panic attack. And it's like. It's it's fine. We can get through this. It's like, no, I'm abandoning the band. It's like, that's shittier than if you just go on and perform badly. Like, I'd rather you just go on stage and fuck up than just leave entirely. Um, and stuff like that. And yeah, it really does just have energy of a kid's show. Because, I mean, with a lot of anime we talk about, like, ah, just because it's animated doesn't mean it's a children's show. But this is a children's show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's even got, like, the, the high school tie-in. But not, like, it was only in the first episode. But it might tie in more, like, if she goes back to school and then comes back, like, if she chooses to jump between worlds. I don't know if that's a possibility. I can't um, imagine so, it. It, it. That'd be weird. But, like, yeah, I once I learned it was the Sanrio show, I was like, ah, merch. That's yeah. what this show is. <laughs> that's why it has the $600 statue. So, like we said, it's not 6000 <laughs> It hurts. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, 600 it's not, is just a regular show, Zatch. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's just that's just any old fuck. You could probably find a Zatch Bell statue for 600. That's petty change. <laughs> Brendan, uh, I'm telling you now, do not look that up. I can't. Well, right, here we go. Not financially. Here we go. <laughs> take nope. it like that. Nope. 
within the week, Brendan is start a Brendan's gonna start a GoFundMe to get a six hundred dollars Zatch Bell figurine. <laughs> the first one I find is six hundred and fifteen. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I wanted. Oh, I get Zatch Bell shoes. No. Yo, guys, do you think I could pull off Zatch Bell shoes? Like not sneakers <laughs> no. that have Zatch Bell on them. Like it's it's Zach's, Zatch Bell's actual Wait, shoes. You know, maybe you could. <laughs> If anyone could, maybe it's me. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Do they make them an adult size? <laughs> That's the question. Did they anticipate any adult to be like, hell yeah, Zatch Bell shoes? Hell yeah, let's go. Oh, God. Anyway, by how much I've gotten derailed by Zatch Bell, you can tell my opinion on this show. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's not bad, but yeah, it's very clearly for kids and heavily handed handed merchandise stuff. So, uh Nah. It's not terrible, but it's not great. Yeah. But, so uh, a a pretty confident no. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't psychic damage. We've we've endured worse. <laughs> like Zatch Bell. So <laughs> it wasn't emotionally upsetting or distressing. Uh, sorry, Brendan sent us this six hundred dollars oh? Zatch Bell. Oh, it fucking sucks. It's not <laughs> It's the evil goth, like, Zatch Bell one, where he's just, like, super edgy. He's, like, the Shadow of the Hedgehog of oh, Zatch this Bells. isn't even, like, a... This is, like, a... It's yeah. not like an, an anime figure. This, this was initially purchased at a KB oh, yes, Toys in 2000. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not valuable at all. There's also a figure of Zatch Bell in the duffel bag that he, like, travels around in sometimes for some fucking reason. Wow. Oh, God. These gems. These absolute gems of anime history. I hate that face is terrible. Super rare. <laughs> Super Says this rare. eBay seller. Uh, only $42. Wow. If anyone yeah. spent more than that, they're a fucking idiot if they spend that kind of money on Zatch Bell merch. <laughs> the Pulls high upper limit bid. is $50. Retracts my $50 bid. <laughs> Don't need to be shamed on this podcast, sir. <laughs> Well, bad news. What do we have going on next week? I'm so glad it's D's pick, so uh, we didn't have Brendan just derailed to keep talking about Zatch Bell. (laughs) Surprise, we're doing Zatch Bell again. Yes! No! It's my birthday, so that means I get to pick what we're talking about. And we're doing something different. Oh. We've explored the depths of my middle school anime obsessions Except for one thing. We haven't talked about Vocaloid. Oh. So next week I'm doing something. It's not actually a series, but I'm calling it the Vocaloid Lecture Series. <laughs> because Welcome to my It's just going to end up being me talking about Vocaloid at you guys, which I'm very excited about. It's my birthday present to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we're talking about Vocaloid. Hatsune Miku. <laughs> Hatsune Miku. I love how just self-indulgent our birthday episodes are. Like, this is thrilled. from me. This is, is it bad, bad that I already thought of Vocalzoid? Liger <laughs> 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 Zero is my favorite K-pop singer. <laughs> uh, J-pop, baby. <laughs> All right, if there's... if. There's a Vocaloid album. We're, don't send it to us. That's not what our show is usually. This, <laughs> this is, is a one-time one time thing. 
But if, if you have an anime, hell yeah, send that our way. Vocal <laughs> anime. Our email is arewetheryet at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on Instagram or Twitter at arewetheryet on both. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at honey period D, on Twitter at honeyd8 and honeydart, or on Twitch at honey underscore D, and honey is spelled H U N N I E. You can find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan. It's not a lot going on there. It's mostly me retweeting artists. It's work to try and get a free commission done so I can commission my Zatch Bell OC. Boo. See how that turns out. Wow. wow. It's just Zatch Brendan. <laughs> it's not creative at all. No. <laughs> You've won several of those, but they saw your creation. They're like, no. No, I'm turning this down. <laughs> <sighs> thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for her theme song, Stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. My brain is mush. Rock on.